Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? Oh, um, ovenless. <laughs> ovenless. Ovenless. There's a whole saga, but I fear that it's incredibly boring. Oh, oh, I don't think yeah. so. I feel like I have to bullet point it at you. Oh, my God. One month ago, whilst cooking roast dinner for friends. Yeah. Nice slab of roast beef, proper big one, Dad. Yeah. About two two hours into its cook. Yeah. F O one. So what do you mean F O one? F O one. F O one. F U. Cook of the beef. This is your job. Anyway, I turn it on and off at the plug, as with many things in life, it seems to restore its functionality. It continues to cook. Then the next day I receive different messages. No, 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 this is the one for the last six years. I okay. said, okay, F02 is coming the next day. I said, F02, F01, F02, I'm not friends with you. Oh. oh Where were we? The oven. That's yes, the, the oven. oven. So I think we were at F02. Yes. So I said, okay. Then I tried to cook. Now turn it on. It beeps, doesn't beep. F02, basically. Just, just yeah. stay with F02. So I said, okay. And then we didn't just didn't use the oven for a month. We just, you know, one of them, I need to pull it out. I need to unscrew it and have a look. So I, I just left it. Anyway, come last week, I said, no, nah, enough. Pull out the oven, unscrew it. When I unscrew it, the back of it, bare of the wires, bruv, they are melted together. You know, like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so bad, like, but you know, you're like, nah, this is probably the issue. And I thought I could repair each of these wires. But neither do I feel competent. Yeah. Yeah, I think ultimately neither do I feel competent, which is the gauge of why it just invites more questions than answers. Anyway, so I finished. I said, like, okay, start, look for oven. What functions would you like your oven to have, Desmond? Yeah. No, no, it's a question. What? What functions would you like your oven to have? Well, preferably some kind of timer, but basically just to function. Just to work. Well, you got this. this the problem is modern, Des. So you got. Do you want a soft closing door? Oh, oh, it's one of. Oh gosh, yes, I definitely have a soft closing door. All right, door. so you want a soft closing door? Would you like one that to... that cleans itself? It's literally sets oh, fire definitely. to itself and Abs cleans no, itself. No, 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 no. That's what I want. Right. I okay. Want do you want it to have a plug or have a wire on the end? A plug. Are you sure? Mind you, a wire is better because it's right, wired. Well, well, right. So, sorry, I, you can give me the list of your other proclivities, but I don't think you need an oven right now. But do you understand my issue? So now when yes. I look for oven, yes. you're like, what do I need? What yes. are the functions I require? Anyway, a decision was made, Desmond. A decision okay. was made. The <laughs> oven, there is, a, there is a whole preclude to this, but let's just say this one has a rotisserie function. Oh, that's even yes. nicer. Yes, oh, so God. we can we can spit roast spit the roast. chicken. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yes, yeah, very yeah. nice. We can also do proofing for my, my bread, but we, I don't think I'll use that function. Anyway, let's see. I'll probably only cook a chicken in it once. But either which way, and it arrives today. But the saga really starts yesterday morning at 11 o'clock when the oven was not ordered until 1.45. It took me that long and eight phone calls, but I don't even want to recant it. But either which way, I've got to leave a trust pilot because the guy at the company, where's my phone? So I ended up speaking to several agents, Desmond. 
And maybe I'm throwing down the gauntlet to you because I feel like you might have had one of these in the past, but did they write it like this? Anyway, we confirm I have purchased the oven from the organization and I got cut off again. Oh, anyway. So they text me. Hi, David. It's Jack from the company. Your order's all been processed. I have really enjoyed speaking to you today. You're my new favorite customer. Thank you. You are my new favorite customer. How about cut the BS and sort my cooker out? However, please go on. Please continue. No, no, no. This was just the end of the, the longness of it. Oh, there's, it's more like my credit card won't work, but they were telling me to put in the wrong number instead. It was just, and then the phone cut out and then, oh, it was just, you know, like I knew whatever it was, was going to take time that day. And I was reluctant to ring them to begin the process. But you know, like when you're in it, you're in it. Because in the middle of that, I also rang them about my television because it doesn't switch between the apps properly. They put me mm. through to the company. The guy on the phone must have said to me, I will be the one dealing with your issue. I will be the one. They connected remotely to my telly, Des. I had to give them a, a pin and they connect remotely to the telly. And all you see all sorts of other menus appear. Anyway, he then told me he's going to ring me back in two hours so he can garner some more feedback to me as if the function or whatever is, is better now. But he oh. kept repeating to me he's going to call me back in two hours. I didn't really get a chance to tell him, I'm going to work. I won't be around to make your assessment for you. I thought when he calls back, or, you know, whatever. Yeah, he never called back. So this <laughs> he is must have said to me, yeah, this is this is what started the process yesterday. After him, I put down the phone and then rang them back to speak about the oven. And then we got cut off and then the woman's computer didn't work. And then her microphone cut off and then she rang me back. And, and, then, the, and then the payment wouldn't go through. And then the finance options weren't clear. And it, this computer wasn't one working. And only one. <laughs> one question at this stage. At this stage, you reserve the right for more. Is this in the middle of your working day? No, I hadn't started work yet. Okay, all right. We finished 15 minutes before. Okay, all right. Oh, I know the route. Oh, I know the angle you were going to take. No, they were good, Des, because I was trying to garner a little discount out of them. Okay. I was trying to get something, just a small morsel, but it's (laughs) no longer offered. Yeah. Ooh. Last time I rang this company and I said, oh, my oven stopped. And they went, oh, you only bought one from us, you know, however long ago or the hob, whatever it was. And they said, oh, we'll give you 100 quid off. I thought, oh, you know, you don't ask, don't get. So yesterday I asked, I don't get. Welcome to this week's Des and Dave. In America this week, U.S. Congressman 
threatens Joe Biden with treason punishable by death. Photos leak of Russia's mercenary boss in ridiculous disguises. Donald Trump, facing multiple state and federal indictments, is running for presidency merely to pardon himself and his co-conspirators. A growing band of Republicans are coming out against Donald Trump. Republicans Hunter Biden whistleblower on the run from federal police has now been charged by the DOJ. And Republicans attack the FBI for threatening Trump as any other citizen. And in other news, a heatwave burning across southern Europe with temperatures soaring in Italy to 46 degrees Celsius. Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer says no new money for public services. And Defence Secretary Ben Wallace is to set, step down at the reshuffle. Do you think it's anything to do with asking Ukraine to be more grateful, Des? <laughs> All this and more on this week's Des and Dave. She lives at 95 The year that I came alive And I see her every night She's mine She's mine Where was 95? In the beginning? At the very beginning Hang on She lives there She lives at 95 Oh, she lives at 95. Anyway, right. Very good, Des. Very good, very good, very good. Move with alacrity and speed that we are known for on this podcast, Desmond. What is the story kicking us off this week? Absolutely. Well, we've got a US congressman threatening Joe Biden with treason. And apparently it's punishable by death. A congressman, Greg Stube. He's a lawyer, an army veteran. And he represents uh, Florida 17th District in the U.S. He's also in the House of Representatives. And uh, he also represents a hard right MAGA viewpoint, being, for example, one of only 21 House Republicans who voted against the resolution to give the Congressional Gold Medal to officers who defended the U.S. Capitol on January the 6th. And also defended his, him, him. Anyway, his rhetoric commonly includes vitriol against the alleged deep state in Washington. Also actively contested the result of the 2020 presidential election. Surprise, surprise. And more recently supported resolutions to impeach government officials like Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Christopher Wray. He, Rep Green has contended that Merrick Garland's corruption knows no bounds. But it has to remember that Garland was confirmed as the Attorney General by bipartisan Senate vote of 70, that's to 30. You read that correctly, 7-0 to 30. And Ray was appointed FBI director by Donald Trump after being 
appointed assistant attorney general in charge of the criminal division of the DOJ, DOJ by um, George W. Bush. So none of this really makes a great deal of sense. I don't know if you can decipher any of that, Dave, but... I, it I never did. Throw mud at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. but your lead, your lead, I don't know if it's leader, your your uh, messiah, Mr. T, oh dear, like you just, you know, there's this terrible, what's the clip? What's, what? <laughs> there is, there's nothing. We, we just thought, no, this is enough of that story. You know, this is, uh, this is getting rather repetitive. Um, as you correctly said, throwing spaghetti at the wall to to find out what would stick there is just so much of it that this is yet an example of another one and it's most important to remember that while biden is pulling the country out of um uh, out, out of its dire financial mess that well apparently their level of inflation is really quite far down it's the best in the world mm-hmm. um and also these got his infrastructure plans in place. Um, and it's interesting that the Republicans who were opposed to his infrastructure plans are now claiming credit for the results of it. <laughs> it's, all of this is going to have to be laid bare to the American people so that they, you know, they can vote appropriately. However, We'll move to another story. Um, we've got another story for you about the leaked photos of the Russia's um, um, mercenary boss. And apparently this story clearly appears to be plodding on. Um, the photos of the uh, rebel mastermind, um, Yuveni Prigozhin, um, wearing a series of outrageous disguises have leaked in the Russian media, reportedly having been discovered during a raid on one of his properties. Now, the images circulated by the Kremlin-connected telegram channels and um, reportedly, uh, uh, reportedly broadcast on at least um, one state-run TV channel, appeared to be part of an effort to reverse months of propaganda um, lionizing, basically, Prigozhin's Wagner War as patriotic heroes after the mercenary killed several Russian service members in an uprising that faced absolutely no resistance. Now, the photos shows the Wagner Group founder trying out various identities with the help of fake beards, fake wigs, and bogus military... scene out of a carry-on film, anyway. (laughs) It is. I think it's been picked out of that. The glasses with the nose and the moustache attached, you know. Absolutely. Bogus military uniforms. Um, Apparently, they were... Uh, appear to um, suggest that appear to suggest to some people comparisons to the uh, Sasha Baron Cohen 
film Borat. Man and Borat, Borat like Prigozhin, not like Prigozhin. <laughs> and in one, Prigozhin is said to be posing as a, a staffer um, at Sudan's defense ministry. Um, in another, a diplomatic aide from Abu Dhabi. Um, and these disguises were reportedly used to provide cover for Wagner's mercenary work overseas. Um, though it's not clear if they were ever very effective. <laughs> but there are other images, and they were shared, uh, that were shared from the raid. And then sure, um, uh, one of the images showed a massive sledgehammer reserved for important negotiations and a photo of decapitated heads, mm -hmm. according to local St. Petersburg outlets, Von Takar. But the Russian state media, uh, Russian state-controlled media, appears to have embarked on a campaign to humiliate the mercenary boss after we told that he, that by Putin, that he was, you know, forgiven and everything was wonderful and he could, he could, you know, find a safe haven in Belarus. Um, so they, they've still continued to, um, embark on this campaign to humiliate um, Prigozhin um, in the eyes of the Russian people. Now, and his supposed banishment to Belarus that the Kremlin touted, touted as a response to the mutiny may have all been merely for show. And because the Belarusian leader, um, Alexander Lu Kashchenko told reporters that Prigozhin is not, in fact, in Belarus, but back home in St. Petersburg. The suggestion here is that he doesn't know where he is. Mm. Now, the Kremlin claimed that it's not been paying any attention to Prigozhin's movements. Lies. But a Putin spokesman, Dmitry, our favorite, Dmitry Peskov, told reporters that the Kremlin had neither the opportunity nor the desire to track the Wagner boss's whereabouts. We think this is not entirely true. Having humiliated his leader, I think he is in pretty desperate exile at the moment. <laughs> well, he must have promised him something anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Des, the, 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 what do you call it? In the fullness of time, the true picture will become clearer. <clears throat> but it's it's wonderful the way this comedy of errors appeared to be unravelling. So, What's really going to be funny is in 30 years' time when we read a lot of the secret papers and we knew what was really going on anyway. That's true. That's also true. Now, we move back into the US to discover... Our favorite president, the 45th of America, has been facing multiple state and federal indictments. Now, there is a popular belief that he's running for presidency merely to pardon himself and his co-conspirators. And we have a story that's clearly unraveling and is causing a little bit of um, disquiet in America. And we 
play the clip audio one. We've got Giuliani, Trump's personal attorney, is cooperating with Jack Smith. You got Mark Meadows, Trump's former chief of staff, is cooperating with Jack Smith. Okay. You got Mike Pence, Trump's okay. former VP, is cooperating with Jack Smith. You got Michael Roman, Trump's <laughs> former head of election day operations from 2020, who led the fake elector scheme, is cooperating with Jack Smith. Do you see what the Jack is cooking right now? <laughs> I think if you named everybody cooperating, I think it might be the whole episode at this point. I, know. I mean, that's that's yeah, where we're headed. Good point. But as yet another reminder why it is so important to vote for our democracy, the six Republicans on the Supreme Court ruled today that it is unlawful for colleges and universities to consider diversity as any factor in its admission decisions, holding that programs – designed to promote diversity in colleges and universities were per se racist. And the Republican court compared programs designed to promote diversity as being the same things as programs supporting segregation. Just want you to understand that that's what the holding was and how disgusting it is. Many of America's largest corporations, the American Medical Association and the military submitted briefs to the court before the ruling saying outlawing diversity initiatives or outlawing the ability to even consider it as any factor would be devastating to the United States economy. Yet six Republican lawyers on the Supreme Court with no expertise in this matter said, screw the economy. Screw what universities think is best. But hey, United States military, this ruling doesn't apply to you. So mm. you can continue to use diversity as a factor when it comes to sending minorities into war zones. I want to read you some of the dissents by the justices appointed by Democrats because they are incredible and powerful and shows you again why you need to vote. Also, Kevin McCarthy, the weakest speaker of the House in American history, made a statement on CNBC this week that was, what, mildly critical of Donald Trump? And like the coward and weakest speaker of the House in history that he is, had to beg for forgiveness in an act of public self-flagellation for upsetting the Republican Party's cult leader, Donald Trump. Really weird and dangerous stuff. And this as Republican leaders in Congress continue to roll out fake whistleblowers and conspiracy theories to try and initiate impeachment, impeachment proceedings against just about everyone in the Biden administration, but only to have their efforts backfire in their faces each and every week. And again, that's what happened this week. And meanwhile, Team Normal, back on normal land, President Biden is giving speeches about the economy and jobs and better working conditions. In a speech in Chicago about Bidenomics, President Biden discussed how under his policies, America now has the fastest growing GDP of any G7 nation since the pandemic, and America has reined in inflation better than any G7 nation. You know. Being the best economy in the world and having that supported by objective data, 
know, sure sounds like a good thing to me, but apparently if you are a MAGA Republican, rather than having the best economy, you are more concerned about Mr. Potato Head and washing machine conspiracy theories and Dr. Seuss and which Disney character is too woke this week for you. And of course, the green M&M. I'm Ben Micellis, and this is the... This is the Midas Touch Podcast, Brett and Jordy Micellis, my co-host. A lot, a lot to discuss, but I think the key thing about this episode. Oh, yeah, you didn't let Glenn have his final word, Des. Because <laughs> justice matters. Justice matters, but... It's just... Don't you think he's actually been proven to be quite wrong, Glenn, on a lot of occasions? Because what he often says is things like, if I was the prosecutor, this is what I do in these cases. And let's be true, these cases have never happened quite like this before. No. And he seems to be always second-guessing what Jack Smith is about to do. And I think the hope, the hope is that Jack Smith will make all the right decisions. I think that's the hope. Um, that'll only be borne out by the results. Um, and at the moment, he's fighting a Jack Smith, who is, of course, um, the special counsel that has been set up by uh, Merrick Garland to uh, investigate Trump's wrongdoings or his criminal act and criminal activities. So operating purely for the federal government. Um is running into a lot of brick walls at the moment, particularly with the judges that have been selected to, um, to, to, you know, to, to, to hear, you know, to judge, yeah. to make judgments on the, um, on the, the indictments. So it will be interesting, but this is the, the Midas podcast is clearly provided just an initial overview of how they see things unfolding. But I thought we could probably spend a few seconds taking a, a rather comic look at some of the things that have been going on, particularly in the, with the Trump administration and Trump himself. Um, if we could just play um, a, a second audio. Held that so often what Trump says is complete nonsense. We often read transcripts of Trump's speeches, and it's something that everyone should actually do once in a while, because when you strip away his blindly confident, entertaining delivery and just read his words, it is staggering how incoherent he is. Here is a word-for-word reading of a speech where he talked about the Iran nuclear deal. You look at the nuclear deal, the thing that really bothers me, it would have been so easy, and it's not as important as these lives are. Nuclear is so powerful. My uncle explained that to me many, many years ago, the power, and that was 35 years ago. He would explain the power of what's going to happen, and he was right. Who would have thought? But when you look at what's going on with the four prisoners, now it used to be three, now it's four, but when it was three, and even now, I would have said, it's all in the messenger. Fellas, and it is fellas, because you know they don't. They haven't figured that the women are smarter right now than the men, so you know it's going to take them about another 100 150 years, but the Persians are great negotiators, the Iranians are great negotiators, so, and they, they just killed, they just killed us. Holy shit! That is not a functional use of language. That is a drunk driver crashing a pickup truck full of alphabet soup. (laughs) (laughs) But the reality is, that is the way he delivers his speeches. 
in in a really quite incoherent way. You really have no idea what he's talking about um, for, in uh, most of the time, and you literally have to second guess. You have to second guess him, and um, I think it's being very kind. <laughs> that that word salad is <laughs> it's probably it's a, a good a, a good example of some of the way in which um, Trump delivers his work. But well, that that's the thing when you take you know when you're watching it you yeah it's different when you read like you say you read out the words it's just anyway nonsense this man it just needs to be taken out just completely just, uh... and but and the thing is to hold up a mind in your head is. All of this theatre, all this theatre is done for the sake of returning to power so that he can pardon himself and he can pardon his co-conspirators. He is not, he's already made this very clear. He said, he declared already that, you know, um, when I'm president again, I will pardon all the uh, January 6th um, people who have been convicted of January 6th um, insurrection. I pardon all the insurrectionists. It's not an interest. He's not demonstrating an interest in the American people. What he's demonstrating there is an interest in self-preservation, an interest in himself. And we have another audio for you, audio three. Let's, let's just play an example of Trump and the, the grand old party, the Republican Party, descending into madness. I was talking about how MAGA Republicans don't even articulate points anymore and they speak like fascist Furbies, like it's impossible to even know what, you're a green M&M, &M, you're a and purple M&M, &M, you're came back. And I'm like, Furbies are back. They're bringing Furbies back. Furbies are back. I, yeah, I mean, Furbies something's back. happening. Gobsmacked is back. Yeah, no, it's 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 a big deal. What, what are we going to bring back today? We will we will see. I know what I want to bring back, a strong democracy. That's hey, I like what that. I, I, want like, I, want, I want to bring back the truth because MAGA Republicans are so focused on also an uneducated electorate, right? Like people, many people don't know the composition of the Supreme Court, which is which is, you know, we got to learn about that stuff, right? So when the Supreme Court makes a ruling overturning Roe v. Wade, it's not the uh, justices appointed by Democrats. It's the justices appointed by Trump. It's the justices appointed by George W. Bush. That's how you get that ruling, right? When the Supreme Court makes the ruling it does today, saying you can't factor in diversity as any factor, it's not the Democratic justices. It is or the justices appointed by Democratic administrations. It is the six justices, six to three. That's the composition of the court. There were nine justices, six who are appointed by Republicans, three by Democrats. The six win out on all of these issues, undermining fundamental rights. Because when we talk about this case, and we'll go into it more detail, in 2016, before Trump, there was a case involving uh, diversity as a factor. And I like to use that term more than affirmative action because let's face it, affirmative action in the sense of actual quotas and like a point system has really never existed. That's mm. been outlawed since 1978. So when we're talking about affirmative action, we're just saying, can universities even factor in 
the idea of diversity because that was the decision in Regents versus Bakke in 1978, affirmed by Grutter versus Bollinger in 2003, in 2016, Fisher versus University of Texas, but all said diversity could be a factor. So in 2016, it was fine. Diversity could be a factor. And that's what American corporations were saying was important for our economy. That's what the military was saying. So then something changed in 2023. What was it? Donald Trump and Trump appointing three justices. That was the big change there. You know, and also you see these MAGA Republicans bragging about the infrastructure projects. Senator Tommy Tuberville from Alabama, Nancy Mace, Congresswoman, MAGA Republican from mm -hmm. South Carolina, John Cornyn, MAGA Republican Senator from Texas, just to name a few, are all saying, we are bringing broadband to our states and to our districts. Y'all voted against it. You voted against the Infrastructure Act. You voted against it. I was happy that President Biden quote tweeted Tuberville and said, I'll see you at the groundbreaking and then name check Tuberville in his speech in Chicago. But you have to call these people out. These people are voting against the things, but they rely on an uneducated electorate not to even know the basics of how our civics work. And that's why they want to destroy education. That's why they want to ban books. That's why they attack colleges and universities. That's why Donald Trump says, I love the uneducated, because when people understand fundamentally what's going on, they understand, whoa, whoa, you MAGA Republicans, you're fighting for billionaires and Donald Trump only and screwing me over? Yes, that's the conclusion that you will always draw. So MAGA Republicans have to depend on not keeping people educated and dividing Americans with these ridiculous and absurd cultural issues. It's why fundamentally this show, this network is so critical because when you watch large media networks- You, you cut these people off in their prime days. With large <laughs> media networks, what? We will never know. <laughs> I'm afraid you'll have, to, you'll have to tune in to the next podcast to, to get a follow-up. But- um, What's interesting here is that one of Trump's greatest achievements during his presidency was liberating enough money to make the very wealthy in America super rich, reducing their taxes, and in fact, enabling them to get including himself substantial amounts of tax relief from the government he did that and he did it successfully and all his uh, paymasters were very pleased with him but his claim and it was a false claim his claim was that he was doing he was cutting taxes to put extra money into the hands of the people who are poor, as well as the middle classes. That never happened. Absolutely never happened. His fame also was that, what did he say? He would re repeal and replace Obamacare. We're still waiting for it to happen. And what's interesting also with this is that at the next primary, 
it is very clear that Chris Christie has set himself up as a, a, a possible candidate for presidency. But unlike his his um, colleagues, he is clearly willing to raise the baton and argue fiercely about and, and highlight fiercely that Trump's um, deficiencies, all the things that he got wrong, including the non-building of the wall, including all the other issues that I've just described and many others. Um, and whereas uh, the other primary candidates, the Pences and the DeSantis and, and the Haley Turners and all the, they're not prepared to take Trump on head on. But Christie wants to take Trump head on. And I think it'll be an interesting voice, a dissenting voice there in the background, just reminding the American people of Trump's frailties and that, it, that, that he's true and identifying that his true ambition is not to lead a successful American economy. His ambition is and his desire is to stay out of prison. <laughs> I don't know if you did. Did you, uh, no, uh, no, no, only one. Did you know there is nothing stopping Biden nominating more Supreme Court justices? There isn't actually a limit on the number. He, he has a problem. Oh, I don't doubt the practicalities of it, but what I'm saying is there's nothing preventing him from doing so. There's nothing preventing him from he, he but he knows he would be unsuccessful because he hasn't got control of the Congress. And he needs Congress support to push through uh, more Supreme Court judges. He would need their support. He can't do it without. It's my understanding. I may be completely wrong. But it's my understanding that he needs support from the Supreme, the, uh, the Congress. And at the moment, the Congress is in the hands of the the de the, the Democrat, the Republicans, and more importantly, the crazy MAGA elements of the Republican Party um, and because uh, they're pushing all sorts of crazy things at the moment and, uh, and and weaponizing all sorts of I mean they even they're even talking about getting rid of the, defunding the the FBI and uh, all sorts of crazy nonsense so I, I think that's the one thing that's holding making it difficult for him he's got control of the Senate but will he get agreement from the House of Representatives? And I very much doubt you know, Congress will give him that support. And I think that's the obstacle. I may be wrong, but I think that's the obstacle. Time will tell. All right. What's tell. next? A growing band of Republicans are coming out against Donald Trump, as I've said. Chris Christie has gave an example. But there is a former CIA director, General uh, Michael Hayden, who's a Republican and he's worked under three previous U.S. presidents, Bush, Clinton, Obama. And he's done that for about 40 years. And he said that Trump must face the consequences of his own actions for mishandling classified information. So we're back to classified information. General Michael Hayden has taken to the airwaves to produce a one minute advert run by the Republican Accountability Project, I think they call themselves who they're part of a great band of Republicans coming out against Tom, Donald Trump. 
Um, now, it, it, it must be said, this must be shared, is that General Michael Hayden has suffered from um, um, aphasia um, because of a stroke he suffered in 2018. Though it's difficult, he feels it's important to speak out. And we've got a short audio of him speaking out. The president is supposed to keep our secrets secure not show our secrets off. These are the papers. This was done by the military, given to me. Yeah. See, as president, I could have did less. Yeah. Uh, now I can't, you know, but this is yeah. classic. Yeah. It's so cool. I'm Mike Hayden. I was the director of the CIA and NSA. Donald Trump has been indicted. He mishandled classified information. He had many top secret documents at Mar-a-Lago for more than a year. We don't know who saw them, but we have to assume those documents were compromised. And we have to assume that our enemies know about them. Former President Trump makes our country less safe. I was 40 years in intelligence and I've never seen anything like this before. Trump must face consequences for his actions. The consequences will be really important. Republicans Hunter Biden, the whistleblower, the man who whistled the Republicans represented as the whistleblower uh, in the Hunter Biden saga is on the run from the federal police um, and he's been charged by the DOJ. Now, the Justice Department said that someone called Gal Luft, he's a dual citizen of the US and Israel. And he's been engaged in multiple international crime schemes. Um, these include um, um, arms dealing and, and uh, acting as an unregistered foreign agent of the People's Republic of China. Mm. And the government said that Luke was arrested in Cyprus in February but that he's now on the run after having been, really, having been released on bail. Now, Luf said in a video that he gave investigators, and these are, we can only assume, Republican investigators, um, because a lot of this information is excluded and not handed over to Democratic um, members of Congress. And these show detailed details about arrangements between the president's son, Hunter Biden, and a Chinese energy company and that he was arrested by the American federal government in order to prevent his testimony before the House Oversight Committee, which is clearly chaired by Jim Jordan, Trump's MAGA supporter. Now, instead of showing, this is what the whistleblower says, instead of showing appreciation for my whistleblowing, um, I became public enemy number one, Luf said in his video. Now, what has to remember here is that the Biden 
Hunter Biden investigation is now over. And second, and the 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 judge who settled it is a Republican judge um, that Trump installed to undertake the investigation, and that President Joe Biden and Merrick Garland did not remove or impede his investigation after Biden's inauguration. Biden left him in post. Merrick Garland left him in post. Now, the Republican judge has written to Jim Jordan um, stating categorically that his investigation went unhindered and that their false claims were untrue. Now, what happened? It's the end of the investigation. Hunter Biden made a plea deal. um, And he, as a consequence, was spared a lot of problems. And the judge, Republican judge, accepted the plea deal and the case is now concluded. He was charged and had to make, uh, you know, a, a number of payments and to sort everything out. Now that matter is done and closed. Now, we've got an audio which presents a little bit more information about the Gal Luft situation, and it's, uh, it's called Strike Up the Band. So you'll be not surprised at all to learn, Joe and Mika, that the response from Republicans in the last couple of days has been that the Justice Department is targeting Gal Luft, that the Justice Department is weaponized. They're trying to silence this man by pursuing these charges against him because he has all the answers to the alleged Biden crime family. Well, of course, this is this is again, Willie. I mean, they attacked the FBI for trying to get nuclear secrets back and safe holding. They attacked the FBI for trying to get secret Iranian war war plans back into safe holding place. It's just it's the latest example. And I hope they all I mean, I I, I hope I hope all of these people do expose themselves in supporting uh, if 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 this is who they really are. I, I mean, if they want to support a guy that is illegally dealing with China and illegally smuggling Iranian oil, um, illegally uh, uh, being an arms dealer, I think that exposes them even more for who they are. People who don't give a damn about this country, people who don't give a damn about law enforcement, people who are going to attack law enforcement um, when they actually try to do their jobs. It's, it's just really, I mean, but if, if there is, uh, if there is, if there is a remake of of fugitive. of the fugitive, uh, who is it? Who is it? Tommy Lee Jones. Who is, who oh, is yeah. the, the guy in the fugitive? Yeah. So at the end of the, at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. At the end of at the end of this, you're gonna have Harrison Ford mm-hmm. playing Guy Luft. Is that his name? Gal. Mm-hmm. And, and and they're gonna be Gal in that Luft. water drain, and Tommy Lee Jones is gonna say Harrison, Harrison oh, Ford God. is is gonna say say let me go, and Guy Luft is gonna say you're guilty, and Harrison Ford is gonna go. Yeah, I am. I mean, there's no, it's, it's, okay. like, it's just, it's, it's, it's really bad. While we're at it, meanwhile, the federal prosecutor. Did you know oh that this God. guy <laughs> smuggled this is oil, so- Iranian oil, illegally for the Chinese Communist Party? Did you know that? I didn't. And James Comer is on his side. Did you know that this guy 
actually like worked with the Chinese communist government. And James Comer likes this guy. And did, did you know this guy is an illegal arms dealer? And James Comer is proud to be on his side. I'm telling you, this is a whole new day for the Republican <laughs> Party. The Republican Party is embracing, and I just can't say it enough, people who illegally smuggle Iranian oil to the Chinese Communist Party. Bless your heart. Strike up the band, Mabel. It's going to be a hell of a 2024. <laughs> yes, one hell of a 24. One hell of a 24. Yes, absolutely. This man is a whistleblower. This is how Jim Jordan has described him. And um, he was asked to provide testimony at uh, the um, Congress Oversight Committee, to the o Oversight Committee. The only problem is they can't find him. He's disappeared. He's absconded. He's in hiding. And we've discovered the reason why he's in hiding is because his criminality is being ha hunted down by the American FBI because he is involved in much of the things that has already been revealed, arms smuggling and all the rest of it. But the Republicans, to reestablish their credibility, are attacking the FBI for treating Trump as any other citizen. Now, the House Judiciary Committee is responsible. This is its function, is responsible for helping to ensure the rule of law in the U.S. and helping to counter security issues on American soil. Now, the Democrats argue that the function of the Republican chaired Judiciary Committee is to protect Donald Trump from the consequences of his own actions and to return him to the White House by any any means in the next election. Now, Democrats also claim that Jim Jordan, who's the chair of the committee, revealed this last August, stating that they need to make sure Trump wins. Now, to achieve this goal, the chair claims that the FBI, this is Jim Jordan, is claiming that the FBI is corrupt, is rotten, and has weaponized, is weaponizing um, itself against the American people and need to be defunded and dismantled. And they called up. Christopher Director, FBI Director Christopher Perret, in the pursuit of giving them an extremely hard time at the hearing. And we've just got a snippet because it was rather lengthy hearing. We've got a, just a snippet of the way, one of the ways in which the Republican argument was dismantled. And it was dismantled quite ably by a Republican, uh, Democrat. Let's play audios. The House audio. Judiciary Committee is responsible for helping to ensure the rule of law. Unfortunately, this chairman ignored a bipartisan congressional subpoena served upon him. The actions of this chairman have undermined the credibility of all congressional committees in seeking information from witnesses and have undermined the rule of law. Now, Director Ray, thank you for your public service and for the service of the brave FBI agents. I'm going to ask you a series of 
basic questions to get facts out to the American people about our system of justice. Trump advisor Roger Stone was convicted in a federal court, correct? Uh, that's my recollection. Trump donor Elliot Brady was convicted in a federal court, correct? Uh, also my recollection. The attorney general at the time for those two convictions was Bill Barr. Which president nominated Bill Barr for attorney general? Uh, president Trump. Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, was convicted on two separate occasions in a federal court, correct? Uh, I believe that's correct. The attorney general at the time for Cohen's second conviction was Matthew Whitaker. Which president appointed Matthew Whitaker as acting attorney general? Uh, president Trump. Trump's former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, was convicted in a federal court, correct? Yes. Trump's former deputy campaign manager, Mr. Gates, was convicted in a federal court, correct? That's my recollection. Trump's campaign foreign policy advisor, George Papadopoulos, was convicted in a federal court, correct? Uh, yes, I think he, yeah, he pled guilty, yes. The attorney general at the time of those three cases was Jeff Sessions. Which president nominated Jeff Sessions for attorney general? President Trump. You were the FBI director for all of those cases at the time. Which president nominated you? President Trump. Okay. What these facts show is we don't have a two-tiered system of justice. We have one Department of Justice that goes after criminals regardless of party ideology. All of these folks were convicted under the administrations of three separate Republican attorneys general. It is not the fault of the FBI that Donald Trump surrounded himself with criminals. Donald Trump brought that upon himself. Thank you to the FBI for exposing the cesspool of corruption of these Trump associates. Now I'd like to talk about efforts by MAGA Republicans to defund the FBI. I think it'd be useful for the FBI to explain to American people what your missions are and how critical they are. So again, a series of basic questions. The FBI's mission includes counterterrorism, correct? Yes. And that means the FBI works to stop terrorist attacks on American soil, right? Yes. Okay. The FBI's mission also includes counterintelligence, correct? Yes. And that means the FBI works to stop espionage of American companies and organizations, is that right? Yes. Okay. The FBI's mission includes stopping cybercrime, right? Correct. The FBI's mission includes stopping public corruption, right? Correct. The FBI's mission includes stopping weapons of mass destruction from being detonated on American soil, right? Oh, yes, we work with others on it, but yes. The FBI's mission includes going after organized crime, right? Yes. You go after violent crime, correct? Yes. You also go after white-collar crime, right? Yes. The FBI's mission also includes going after child sex trafficking, correct? Yes. Okay. Republican members of their caucus, including members on this committee, have asked to defund the FBI. One member on this committee from Arizona wrote that the FBI, quote, should be defunded and dismantled. What would happen if the FBI was defunded and dismantled? We would have hundreds more violent criminals out on the street, dozens more violent gangs terrorizing communities, uh, hundreds more child predators on the loose, uh, hundreds more kids left at those predators' mercy instead of being rescued, uh, scores of threats from the Chinese Communist Party being left unaddressed, uh, hundreds of ransomware attacks uh, left unmitigated, uh, 
terrorist attacks, both jihadist-inspired and domestic violent extremists, um, not prevented, that would succeed against Americans. Uh, single seizures of fentanyl, it is not uncommon right now for a single FBI office in a single operation to seize enough fentanyl to wipe out an entire state. So many, 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 many more of those lethal doses would be sweeping the country. Uh, we have close to 400, I think it is somewhere between 300 and 400 investigations into the leadership of the cartels trafficking that fentanyl. So you would have a significantly greater threat from the southwest border from the cartels. So those are just a few things that would happen. Ultimately, the people most hurt by some um, ill-conceived effort to defund our agency, the people most hurt are the American people uh, that live in every district represented on this committee. Thank you, Director Ray. Wow. Oh, God. It just wow. continues, this. It just continues. Wow. Um, that was uh, Congressman Lou. And I thought he did a pretty good job in shredding the Republican case in relation to defunding the FBI. Can you think of the chaos that would be created if they attempted to do that? Uh, it's not going to happen. Let's be real. Well, yeah, we know that the Senate will block it anyway. But just the, the mere thought of it um, and, of course, our favorite players, MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Bobet, and all the MAGA group in the Matt Gates and all the MAGA group, and that's what they've been pushing. And they are still pushing. And, of course, you've got a weak leader of, the, of Congress and um, McCarthy and... It, it's, it's becoming abundantly clear that if they are able to do, if they got control of the Senate, it would not be a, such a hideously remote possibility. Remember, there are always lots of things bobbing around in the background. So time will tell. But sadly, oh, we, we are on okay. episode 95 and him still not in prison, Clark. Anyway. Well, actually, that's an interesting sideshow, isn't it? We're oh. on 95 and he's still not in prison. No, no. Nor has his liberty been severely curtailed, like, you know, on a house arrest or whatever. That's a good point. Block him in the streets. Anyway, so uh, we are run out of time, but very quickly, we have a heat wave, mainly because global warming, blah, blah, blah. We destroyed the planet. We are still destroying the planet. We still can't get our act together. Talk to Greta Thunberg. She's got ideas. Um Labour leader Sakir Starmer says no new money for public services. Is it true, Des? They're just gearing up for the election. They're finding the right thing to say, and then they will say it, and hopefully this will elect them and finish. And Ben Wallace, this blood clot, the one who's given so much, he don't get given this NATO job, okay, our defence secretary. But at the NATO meeting this week, it materialises, he supposedly says something around the Ukraine need to be more grateful. Well, now the Ukrainians are posting memes online of, thank you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben. But Do you there's think that also was very smart. No, of course not. But I think it could have been a stupid cover for the simple fact that a lot of the current ministers 
they no longer want to be ministers because they know they will be out on their ear very soon. And if they are trying to take a job in the private sector, they can't do it within two years if they've been oh. a minister, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of them's like, I don't want to be a minister no more because they are seeing their next career opportunity. That's what's really going on. So probably this bollocks is just from there. Jeez. It's an excuse because he's also going to stand down at the next election. So he wants out of the reshuffle, which you never normally announce because you don't know a reshuffle's coming. But yeah, let's see. Let's see. There's it's just a mess. And the bit that I mean, without mentioning that story, the Sun and the BBC, you know, entanglement, you have uh, it's just on that very day, on the Monday, <laughs> Bor- Boris's cronies, Nadine Doris, Jacob Rees Fogg, all of that lot, they are allowed off the hook. For everything that they tried to do to the committee you know it's just man this country is beyond broken nothing works get rid of these fishes put anybody put anybody there i don't care anyway well, the Americans, coming the, soon, the british people have an opportunity to make their decision and it'll yeah. it'll probably appear is it 20 2025 I think the latest you could do it would be January 25, but I think um, it will probably be called earlier than that because the last one was Christmas, whatever it was, 2019. Mm. So Christmas 24 would be the full five years, but then they don't get, you know, there's a period of time, there's a couple of weeks either way. Anyway, whatever is for a different podcast, this academia. Right. I will find something suitably to play us out because I have no idea right now <laughs> and I've left you lastminute.com should we be playing I'm... I Will Survive <laughs> now this might work though catch you in two weeks this okay then down at an English fair one evening I was there when I heard a showman shouting underneath the flare, I've got a lovely batch of coconuts. There they are standing in a row. Big ones, small ones, oh some God. as big as your head. Give them a twist, a flick of the wrist, that's what the showman said. Oh I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Every ball you throw will make me rich. There stands me wife, the idol of me life. Singing roly bowl a ball, a penny a pitch. Singing roly bowl a ball, a penny a pitch. Singing roly bowl a ball, a penny a pitch. Roly bowl a ball, roly bowl a ball. Singing roly bowl a ball, a penny a pitch.
what I've got A lovely bunch of coconuts Every ball you throw will make me rich There stands me wife The idol of me life Sing and roll a bowl a ball a penny a pitch All together now Sing and roll a ball a ball a penny a pitch Harmony Sing and roll a ball a ball a penny a pitch Roll a bowl a ball Roll a ball a ball Sing and roll a bowl a ball a penny a pitch Ball a penny a pitch.